there. You're tuned in to Healthish, your almost daily podcast from Body and Soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley, and today I'm talking to the highly esteemed Dr. Michael Mosley. He's the author of a number of international bestsellers, including The Fast Diet and The Clever Guts Diet. But today we're picking his expert brain about sleep. Oh, don't worry, he's written a book about that too. It's called Fast Sleep. You may actually already have it on your bookshelf. Now, if you want to hear today's full interview in all its glory, where Dr. Mosley talks about alcohol and sleep and how to tell if you've had enough, search for Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your awesome pods like this one. Welcome, Dr. Michael Mosley. It's, it's fantastic having you on Healthish. Thank you for joining us. Now, you're here firstly to talk us through the findings of this Medibank research, which is all pretty alarming, I might add. <laughs> yes, it is, unfortunately. And um, what they did is Medibank did a study, a research across Australians, and they found that one in four, uh, their sleep had been severely impacted by the COVID-19. Um, they'd started to sleep worse and it was actually impacting women rather than men or rather more so. And indeed, what they found was that something like 65% of men now report having a decent night's sleep, whereas only 49% of women. So less than half the women surveyed um, said they were getting a decent night's sleep, which is um, pretty bad. I would say that's probably standard though, prior to COVID, no? Yes, no, I don't know. No, um, no? the figures have got worse. Unfortunately, the figures have indeed got worse uh, and uh, uh, something like 5 million Australians in the Medibank study um, are reporting their sleep has got worse uh, during the pandemic. And it seems to be mainly driven by uh, increased sort of anxiety about their health and about jobs as well. Yeah, I think that, you know, dealing with uncertainty as you, you know, you're coming to us from the UK as I'm sure you're feeling that over there and it affects our sleep. So why do you think women particularly struggled more with sleep than men? I think firstly, there is evidence that women are more prone uh, to anxiety and depression than men, or at least they acknowledge it more. And um, they're also more empathic. They feel, I like you that. know... <laughs> They, they, Sorry, they care, if you like, more about, <laughs> about what's going on around them. So I suspect they are more sensitive. They are more worried about the impact of COVID-19 uh, on the health of their family uh, than uh, men are. So I suspect it, those are mainly the factors. There are also hormonal factors which affect um, women's sleep, but that's probably not particularly targeted by the pandemic. Generally speaking, women actually... Um, tend to sleep a little bit more than men on average, about half an hour more a night, but they also suffer from more insomnia. So uh, you've got two different things going on there. Right, more complex. And I suppose women, as they go through different life sta stages, sleep affects them, obviously, when they have children and then menopause and, you know, are, we, are men a bit more standard across the board? Are women a bit more up and down? 
Uh, women a bit more up and down. As you said, the menopause is a bit of a, um, you know, has a major uh, impact on sleep. And unfortunately, after the menopause as well, men uh, snoring is a big thing, oh. obviously, and uh, <laughs> women increasingly so. And a lot of that is linked to having too much um, weight around your tummy, which also expands the neck. And if you have a neck which is more than about 41 centimetres, you're probably a snorer. And that means you're going to disrupt your own sleep, but your partner's sleep as well. And so I'm a big fan. Uh, I've created an online program called the Fast 800, uh, which is um, very popular in Australia and New Zealand. And that seems to be one of the best ways of uh, curing both uh, snoring and also sleep apnea. Because again, sleep apnea is the more serious one where you stop breathing during the night and massively underdiagnosed affects men and women. Um, and that's something you need to look out for. So, do you, I mean, just to digress a bit, so do you think that we're seeing more sleep issues because we're, as a nation, I suppose, and as a world, getting bigger and bigger? Uh, yes, I'm afraid so. There's clear evidence that, um, you know, rates of obesity in Australia and New Zealand and all over the world um, have shot up. And um, that means that really does disrupt your sleep. And um, it also is a vicious circle because as you um, have disrupted sleep, it means the next day um, you're more likely to eat uh, particularly sugary snacks and treats to try and give yourself a bit of a lift. Studies find that after a bad night's sleep, you eat on average another three to 400 calories. So that kind of is a vicious circle. You're putting on weight, you're sleeping worse, you're sleeping worse, so you eat more. And that is one of the really, um, yeah, that's one of the big drivers, along with sort of increased anxiety. And again, we know that anxiety and depression are strongly related to the food we eat. And there's a lot of brilliant research done in Australia showing that if you can switch to a healthier pattern of eating, uh, particularly what I would call a Mediterranean-style diet with lots of oily fish, nuts, legumes, and things like that, uh, then that will improve your mood and therefore your sleep. Oh. And indeed, um, if you can cram more fiber into your diet, eat more veggies, more legumes, more lentils, more things like that, uh, then that will improve sleep. That seems to be, they're closely linked, anxiety, sleep, diet, um, and your microbiome, your gut bacteria. Uh, that's why um, all the recipes in all the books are right. Uh, they're based on a Mediterranean-style diet because it seems to be kind of the healthiest diet on the planet. Yeah, I think we've just, we keep getting study and study um, confirming Absolutely. that, don't we? So how does Absolutely. how does lack of sleep impact your health other than weight gain? What else can it also sure. do? Sure, so it affects, it affects pretty well every system in your body. Uh, your brain, if you're not getting enough deep sleep, uh, then what happens is um, your memories are temporarily short. It's a bit like having, you know, memories on your uh, a memory stick, but you actually want to shift them into the hard drive. And that only happens during uh, deep sleep. During deep sleep as well, chambers in the brain open up and wash out all the gunk. So if you don't get enough deep sleep, then that increases your risk of dementia. You also feel very irritable the next day. Uh, it's when you're having your REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep. That's when you're dreaming. That's also when a lot of the emotion of the day gets processed. So if you're not getting enough, you feel grumpy. You obviously feel tired. It um, increases your risk of type 2 diabetes, obesity. We've talked about it. It reduces your sex drive. Uh, pretty well every system in your body is impacted by lack of sleep. <sighs> okay. It's not not yes, filling me with I'm much joy, is it? <laughs> well, well, no. <Nope. laughs> Well, give me, quickly give me some good bedtime habits, um, maybe your top ones. Sure, absolutely. So um, 
Also, if you go to the Medibank um, Live Better uh, website, you'll find these. I'll rattle through them. Uh, but the first thing is to try and get some early morning light, get out there, go for a walk first thing in the morning, preferably before breakfast. That resets your internal clock. Try to stop uh, drinking caffeine uh, before lunchtime. Uh, try not to drink too much booze in the evening, because unfortunately that will disrupt your sleep. Try to stop eating within about two hours of going to bed, because if you're busy digesting food, then that will disrupt your sleep. Uh, make sure your bedroom is dark and quiet. Try to go to bed at a regular time. Get up at a regular time. Your body loves regularity. Uh, and have a sort of wind-up routine um, so that you're gradually preparing yourself for bed. And what you need to do is make sure that your bed is associated with sleep and sex and nothing else. You've got to teach your brain that that's what happened when you go to bed. And that means no telly, no um, laptops, Phones. no entertainment. No social uh, media. You don't, you don't want your... <laughs> You don't want your bedroom, your bedroom to be entertainment center, because then your brain will be buzzing and things like that. It's got to be really, really boring uh, so that you will go to sleep. And it's um, those associations uh, which are really, really powerful. Okay, there we go, listeners. If Dr. Michael Mosley says it, sorry, your bedroom has to become boring. Thank you so much for joining us on Healthish. Absolute pleasure. If you love this chat with Dr. Michael Mosley, we have more. That's right. We've just launched our big sister podcast called Extra Healthy-ish, a new podcast from Body and Soul that gives you that little bit extra in your day. Extra interviews, extra insights and extra healthy advice for your mind, body and soul. Extra Healthy-ish publishes a new episode for your wonderfully healthy ears every morning, Monday to Thursday. For more, head to bodyandsoul.com.au. And remember... You can join the conversation. Just follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Thank you so much for joining us as always. And you know, jump on and rate, review and subscribe. And until tomorrow, at least stay healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.